Good morning. Welcome to St. Matthew's. I'm so glad you're here. I'll share with you this humorous um, story I came across. If I sold my house, had a garage sale, and gave it all to the church, would I go to heaven, said the Sunday school teacher to her class. The class said no. If I cleaned the church every week, mowed the lawn, would I go to heaven? To which the students said no. And the Sunday school teacher finally said, well, how does one get to heaven? To which the five-year-old boy replied, you gotta be dead. (laughs) On the serious note, We have received a pastoral letter from the bishops of our church. It's concerning the coronavirus. Uh, Maybe I could ask Seneca to talk about that. But uh, it's something that I think it's on everybody's minds and how we can deal with it. Don't come to church sick, coughing, sneezing, any of that kind of stuff. Otherwise... Precautions are the same as they were for SARS. They say the common cup is just fine, but if you're fearful of using the common cup, then don't use it. Intention, they strongly do not recommend because someone is likely to get their fingers into that cup. We can use our single serving cups. And if you're not comfortable shaking hands for the peace, then don't do it, just nod at your partner. I don't know if we're going to go down the aisle going like this or not, or fist pumping, but whatever you're comfortable with, and just be careful as you would be anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. I believe the key is that if you aren't feeling well, stay home. Have you ever been in a situation where you do not want the public to know? You meet someone in private because it would really be embarrassing if people found out where you were. Not that I was embarrassed, but a few years ago I was getting some wine for dinner and there was a familiar voice behind me, Yucca, how are you? And I turned around, Bishop Michael. Pleased to meet you. (laughs) The church parsonage that I lived in, in my first parish, it was beside the church, but people would not use the front door to see the pastor. They would go around the church and I'd get a knock on the back door because they did not want anybody to know that they wanted to see the pastor for whatever particular reason. In that small town, everybody liked to know everybody's business. So that was the only way that you could come around and see the pastor without anybody else knowing what it was about. Hearing the gospel, 
Well, that's the kind of situation we find the main character in our hearing today. Nicodemus, a respected member of the Pharisees, and he wants to speak with Jesus, but he can't do it in public. So he must do it at night so as not to draw the public's attention. Because if you've seen the public speaking with Jesus, it would send a wrong message to the religious community that this respected person is meeting with a radical rabbi. The conversation that Nicodemus has with Jesus, it's revealing to us who hear it. It's revealing to us who Jesus is. And Nicodemus says to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. But for Nicodemus, he finds what Jesus says hard to understand, and he is quite confused. Nicodemus, after all, a religious leader, teacher of Israel, someone who knows well the Jewish law, yet he does not understand. And if Nicodemus finds what Jesus said difficult to understand and believe, what about we who are here and we sit and we listen to what Jesus says to us today? For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. We are told twice within the gospel that whoever Whoever believes in Jesus may have eternal life. What's being talked here to us is about faith. To believe, not just in God, but also to believe and have faith in whom God sent. Whom God sent, Jesus Christ. I'll never ever forget when a group of us pastors... (laughs) was must have been in June, I believe, hot day. We were attending a long seminar, and we decided that after the seminar had ended, let's go to the brewer's retail store to buy a couple of brown pops to enjoy afterwards. We were all wearing our clerical collars, and we walked into the store, and there a very shocked young store employee looked at us, I thought you clergy don't believe in drinking beer. Well, we looked at the young employee and we said, we believe in God and we believe in whom God sent Jesus Christ and we drink our beer. The second reading that we heard, it was not what Abraham did which pleased God, but that Abraham had faith. And he believed in God, which brought God's blessings to him and his descendants. You and I, we are part of Abraham's family. And each time a person is baptized, the promises that were made to Abraham by God is being kept. I love the coming season of spring and summer when it's a really nice evening, it's clear. I look up at the sky and I see all the stars shining bright, especially when I'm at my family cottage, there's no other lights around. It reminds me of God's promise to Abraham. We should not forget about Abraham's wife, 
she laughed when she heard about the promise made to Abraham. But she was well past her childbearing years, and they had no children when God had said to Abraham that your descendants would outnumber the stars in the sky. I believe in Jesus Christ. I do not fully understand nor know and do not want to know how everything will end the world we live in. But I do believe that God is always, always in control and still loves the world. Yes, that is plagued by human sin, plagued by the coronavirus. But God is still in charge. God is still leaving us. God's spirit is still with us. Maybe the trouble is, is that our world is always filled with the many Nicodemuses who secretly want to believe, but maybe they're afraid to express publicly their faith in Christ. The wonderful thing I like about Nicodemus is that he does appear again in the gospel. What he did in private is now being done openly in public. And he was probably receiving threats of being shunned from his religious community. Nicodemus overcame his fear of being a follower of Jesus Christ. And if you read further into the John, you find that he helped prepare the dead body of Christ, placed it in a tomb on Good Friday, not even knowing what great surprise God was planning for him and us. We have a lot of work to do today. How many people do you know that say, yes, I believe in God, but that's it, nothing else is done? It is here in this house of worship that we express openly our faith in Jesus Christ. And as usual, because I'm a pastor, with many funerals, weddings, social events that occur, I still run across people who always tell me, it's been a long time since I've been in church. And I always say, you know what? Why don't you come this Sunday? We're open every Sunday and you are welcome. Well, I don't know if they want to accept a sinner like me. Why not? I'm just as sinful as you are. Everyone is welcome because God came and God sent the Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved. And that's the message that we proclaim every Sunday when we gather here, that God loves all of us and all are welcome. Amen. Mm-hmm.